From the Thai Cats Audio Network, this is Thai Cats Today with Braden Neville. On today's show, Dylan Wind trades in the pads for a whistle for the day and helps coach a local high school football team. The coach of the St. John de Brebeuf Secondary School talks about the Stelco High School Mentorship Program and the impact it has on his team. And Courtney Steven joins the show to talk about some of this community work the Ticats have been doing. And we also break down the upcoming matchup. It's Wednesday, August the 30th, and you're listening to Ticats today on the Ticats Audio Network. Today is the final day before the Ticats return to practice and preparations on the field will finally begin for the biggest showdown of the regular season, the Labor Day Classic, Ticats Argos, Tim Hortons Field. Does it get any better? Maybe a Grey Cup, but this is pretty darn close to that. Ticats players have still been busy on these off days since the BC game, getting involved in some stuff around the community, including the Stelco High School Mentorship Program. The program's awesome. It gets a Ticats player to help out with a local high school football team. And today, several players were helping with some practices around the Hamilton area, including Dylan Wynn, who was out at St. John de Brebeuf Secondary in Hamilton, firing up the troops who are looking to get off to a strong start to training camp. Dylan spoke about helping out with the team and how the program helps the next generation. Man, it brings back memories. Uh, you know, it was... Sooner rather than later that I was on this same field, same uh, high school vibe, and uh, it's great seeing the guys and this level of football. It's, it's nice because this is where, you know, I really learned the X's and O's and um, being able to impart my wisdom any way I can, it's, it's a lot of fun. These guys are like sponges too, so they're ready to learn. It's... And how important is it for you to come out here and lend a helping hand here in the community and, you know, help some guys maybe get to see where you were at x many years ago it's it's important um you got to give the guys something to look up to someone to uh you know who's been there done it and uh, knows what it takes to get out and uh these guys just you know i always say you, you you think you're working hard until you see hard work and um just being able to you know impart what i know little details how to make the game slow down a little bit for them and um, it's been a lot of fun. You were talking to a lot of the players out there. Are they taking in some wisdom from you today? Yeah, I think so. I think so. They're, uh, you know, takes takes a lot of reps to get it to stick, but uh, <laughs> um, they're definitely eager to learn. Like I said, and they're, they're you know they're correcting errors, so that's good. And their coach, he's done a wonderful job over the last five years, turning this whole program around and taking it from something that was about to be taken away to to a pretty decent program here. What was it like getting to work with him today and seeing how he interacts with kids here and, and the players? I mean, the leadership's obvious. He definitely uh, runs the show and he cares and he puts in the effort and it's reflected because the, the players do the same. The players care, the players work, and um, it's a good work culture. I enjoy it a lot. Coming up, I'm going to transition here. Next Monday, you have a big day. It's, it's the Labor Day Classic. Everyone's excited for it. What can you say about these Labor Day Classic games and just being involved in this rivalry that's just gone on for so long? Man, it's, it, it runs deep. It runs deep. Um, I've, been on, I've been on a lot of big battles, a lot of close ones, good teams, and um, it always goes down to the last three typically. and uh, last three minutes is what I mean, and um, it's definitely a scrappy one. That was Dylan Wynn. He did an excellent job helping out the head coach today, Phil Yanoni. 
Phil's been coaching a long time at the high school level. He took over both the junior and senior programs when they were literally on the brink of folding, and he completely turned the ship around over the past five years, and the Braves will be taking part in their third Tier 2 championship in just four seasons. So this team has been a wagon, and it's all because of Phil, his staff, and of course the dedication of the players in this program. Phil was rewarded for all his efforts last year. He was named the 2022 Turkstra Lumber Coach of the Year. Coach Iannone spoke about the mentorship program and the new addition to today's coaching staff. You know what? The Ticats are such amazing community partners. And uh, Dylan, you can see that, uh, you know, he had, he had that, uh, that, that heart and soul, that drive, and he brought it today, and he answered all the questions. And you can see the excitement the kids had. So it was really awesome having him come out. So Now, you yourself, you've done a lot for this program over the last five or six years. Where was this program at when you first came here compared to where it's at now? So, you know, we... We had a very strong program uh, in the early 2000s. Um, unfortunately, it kind of fell off a little bit uh, when I transferred here six years ago. Um, you know, it, it was in a bit of a tough, you know, tough spot. Um, we we got some new equipment. We got the boys coming out now. Uh, there's a great buzz in the building, um, and and you see the excitement behind it. So I'm 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 happy with how far we've come in the last six years for sure. So. Last year, you were rewarded for all your hard work. You were the coach of the year for 2022. What was it like getting that honor and, and being named coach of the year? You know what? You you have to always give credit uh, to the people behind the scenes. I have an incredible group of uh, assistant coaches uh, who, you know, week in and week out, even the outside guys who come and help out volunteers, uh, they do a lot of the hard work and it uh, makes me look good. So, I mean, uh, I have to give thanks to them. Administration's been very supportive, um, and the kids, like I said, they're they're back. They want to be here, uh, and it's just a pleasure to be a part of something special here. So it was. I, I really appreciate the Ticats giving me that award. That was amazing. So <laughs> there's some bursaries that get handed out yes. to players, and how much and how long of a way does that go for a player looking to move on past the high school level and, and move on past post secondary? Well, we were we were actually blessed here because uh, one of our previous students. Um, Quinton Joseph, uh, he was actually uh, awarded the uh, Chuck Ely Award last yeah. year by uh, by Stelco and the Tie Cats, and uh, I know for a fact it's it's really helped out a lot. And the fact that you know, like I said, the community partnership between the Tie Cats with Stelco and with with Turkshire Lumber, um, helping out our, our young athletes, it goes a far way, especially when there's a need. And um, you know, just just having that. Uh, it really, you know, you can see the kids working toward that. And it goes beyond the sport of football. We're talking about the community involvement, yeah. charity work. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we're fortunate here that our players step up in a lot of ways. You know, whether it's mentorship in the building, whether it's getting involved in the, the breakfast program, uh, whether it's about um, even tutoring. So it's, it's, it's helped drive that, you know, that desire too. So it's fantastic. You're starting training camp here. You're getting prepared for this season. What are your expectations what are your hopes for this year coach you know what we we finished fifth last year we went three and four um which is a big jump because in years past you know a couple winning the seasons there uh we won the tier two championship which is a great consolation prize but um the desire this year is to to get a berth there in the tier one and then you know hopefully you know you know cause some chaos and uh you know whatever happens after that uh is, is a strong desire but you know what for me the philosophy here is to give these kids the life skills they need for sure uh, to build on that and you know the wins are uh, are a great bonus but yep. to see these guys succeed you know it's like i said the, the assistant coaches have the same uh, the same outlook and philosophy so and you have dylan win out here for you'll be out for another practice and, yep. and for a yep. game 
what does he bring to this team? He's a fiery guy. He really is so, a fire. You can so, see it. And, and he was pushing our guys. And, you know, he, he recognized those guys, you know, who can get to that next level. And he, he was in their ear and he was giving them the push they needed. And you know what? Um, having that extra motivation is, was, was fantastic today for sure. So. Well, Coach, what you do for the community is great. And, and you do a fantastic job here. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you so much. I really appreciate Thank it. You. Good luck to the Braves this season, and with so much community stuff going on, and of course the Labor Day Classic coming up, I wanted to bring on my next guest, Courtney Steven. Courtney, lots going on this week with the Ticats. Yeah, it's it's amazing time of year, and it's it marks the end of summer and the beginning of the real season, and this is kind of that turning point for teams where they've had a chance to kind of come together and, and figure out who who they're going to be this year, and I think the Ticats are as hungry as ever, and this is going to be a, a great game on, on Monday the 4th. Yeah, and let's dive right into the Labor Day Classic. It's a game you've been a part of. What is it like? What are these games like? How different are they when you go out on the field for that Labor Day Classic, Argos, Hamilton, Tiger Cats rivalry? Man, this is the definition of they pay pros to practice because they would play this game for free every single time. It's electric. The energy is is super high. As soon as you walk in the building, you can feel the tension in the air, just fans tailgating as far as the eye can see. And when they kick it off, man, nobody has to get you going. You know what's at stake. There's a lot of bragging rights at stake. There's a lot of uh, trash talk happening on the field, but this is what you came for. This is the big ticket, and that's why the stadium's always filled on Labor Day. It's a great environment. The Ticats are coming off a victory against BC. Do you think that gives them that extra bit of confidence here that they can beat a, a team like BC and now hopefully a team that quite possibly is better than BC, the Toronto Argonauts? Absolutely. In this league, it's a very uh, competitive league in that there's only nine teams, so you get really familiar with each other as the year goes on. So you might have had uh, you know, a close game or a game that was really one-sided earlier in the season but as things progress and, and go on and you know the film travels as they say and people get more used to what you're trying to do to attack their uh, schemes man anything can happen on any given day and if you look at both of these teams there are players on both rosters at every single spot who have made plays in this league mm-hmm. so I think it's just a matter of the Thai Cats showing up in unison and everybody taking turns making their play and man, this could be a very different outcome than the first time that the Argos came to Tim Hortons Field this season. Now, the Argonauts, everyone talks about that offense, Chad Kelly, all those weapons they have. What does this Ticats defense need to do to repeat what they did against BC and, and keep this offense off the field as much as possible for that offense, for the Ticats offense to, to make some plays? Well, you know, it's got to start with being disciplined because – in a game where it's going to be close and you're going up against a worthy opponent like the Argos are, you got to give them their credit. They're great. They know how to score points. They know how to move the ball. And so you can't give them any cheap ones. There's nothing free. You can't let them off the hook when you get them pinned in second and long. You can't them let them out of the shadow of their own goalpost if you do have a great punt and you're playing field position football. So it's really about being disciplined, not giving away any explosive plays at an unopportune time or giving them free yardage with penalties. And when you do that, you give yourself an opportunity to replicate what happened in BC. And in BC, Ticats played great ball control offense. Yep. They managed the clock well. They ran the ball. And they basically controlled the tempo of the game as a whole. And I think that's exactly what they'll have to do again. Sustain drives, find their playmakers, spread it around, and, and just kind of hit the Argos from all angles to keep them on their toes. 
Do you think that rush game for the Ticats should continue? They should keep giving JB the ball as much as possible? I mean, it seems like no matter how many times you hand it to him, he's able to make plays. He's a, a electric player with yeah. a number of talents, a number of skills. And if you talk to these offensive linemen as well, they'll tell you that, you know, pass blocking is cool. But when you get an opportunity to go downhill and run block, that helps them get in their groove as well. Mm-hmm. So a guy like Brandon Kemp, who had an amazing game yeah. out in BC, I think running the ball and getting more snaps, going downhill, being physical, that gives them a chance to get into rhythm and it all creates a flywheel. So the running game leads to the offensive line having more confidence, leads to the quarterback having more confidence, leads to the team keeping the ball and being more productive. So I say yes. If the, if the run is working, if it's not broken, don't fix it. And I'm glad you gave the O-line their flowers there because it, it kind of goes unnoticed. But we had three O-linemen last week on the PFF team of the week for last week for amongst the CFL Taylor Powell he looked so comfortable he hasn't turned the ball over in the last two games he seems like he's really coming into his own is that what you're seeing here Courtney yeah and you know what is he's not trying to do too much because oftentimes a, a quarterback when they're early on they can try to extend plays further than they need to be extended or they can try and fit the ball into windows that just quite honestly aren't there and so for me, when I'm watching the BC game, one of the best throws that Taylor Powell made in that entire game was, you know, the play broke down. He escaped out of the pocket and he's looking downfield. Nothing's there. He threw the ball into the sidelines. And I said to myself, you know, this guy gets it. He understands that it's field position. It's live to fight another down. And it's don't force the issue if it's not there, because this is a team game and there's 60 minutes. So you're not going to win on one play, but one bad decision can really make it hard for you to overcome that. So as he matures and as he builds his chemistry with his O-line, the trust builds and, and they begin to uh, gain more momentum, I think the sky's the limit for this team. Courtney, before I move on to what's going on around the community, I wanted to ask you, what's your favorite, if you could pinpoint one, your favorite Labor Day classic memory for yourself, whether it be as a player or, or just watching? Oh, man, it's it's really hard to beat the the first Labor Day game that we played in Tim Hortons Field. I mean, it was epic for a number of reasons, but we're we're playing one of the most historic games in, in Canadian sports inside of a brand new stadium that nobody's really had a chance to check out yet. So to be a part of that was pretty cool. Of course, we played against those boys in double blue and, and we put it on them that day. So that has to be one of my best memories um, from Labor Day. And that was the first game actually at Tim Hortons Field was the Labor Day Classic, was it not? Yeah, and, you know, Bakari Grant scored that first touchdown, gave the ball to caretaker Bob, and it was just, it was off to the races from there. I think we won 10 or 11 games in a row at Tim Hortons Field, and we really opened this thing the right way. <laughs> not a big deal. I want to move on to what the Ticats have been doing or some of the Ticats players have been doing on these couple days they have off. They're not doing nothing. They're out in the community helping with a ton of different programs. The first one being the high school mentorship program. Ticats players have been helping out with some high school football teams around the Hamilton area. Tell me what you can about the high school mentorship program. Man, this is one of our core programs that we run every year. And we've been doing that for a number of seasons. Now I participated in it when I was a player. And now I have the privilege of uh, helping run it with the help of my team in the community department. So we go to you know, 25 to 30 different schools in the Hamilton and surrounding area. And from a number of practices to the game, our players get a chance to build some relationships with the players, with the staff. 
And that gives them an opportunity for more, more mentorship, more leadership, more relationship building with those youth because it's not just one and done, but they'll be back to the same place uh, at least two practices in a game. So there's a little bit of an extended relationship there. And over that course of the time, you know, they get to meet these players and the players who are graduating and going on to university or college after their season, they're actually eligible to enter uh, a, a contest to win a bursary that would give them $2,000 towards their post-secondary education. And that is presented in part by our partners over at Stelco. They make that possible. So this is a real community initiative where we have two of the oldest companies and, and two of the biggest companies in the city teaming up to put these role models into the community, give them a platform to work with the youth, and then have them motivated to work towards something where they could actually get a little piece of change to help support their future endeavors academically. Well, it's an incredible program. And, and I was out there with Simone Lawrence. He was helping out with the team the other day. And it was great to see the players just listening to him. And Simone's such a commanding guy. So so it was just awesome to see him run that practice. And, and you know the players were looking up to him knowing, hey, there's a possibility this could be me one day if I listen to this guy. So it was great to see that. If a player, or sorry, if you're looking to nominate a player for an award, how do you go about doing that? Well, when you go to the ticats.ca and you go over to the community tab, you can look at the high school mentorship program page. And right there, it explains everything that you need to have in order to be eligible. And there are forms where you can nominate a student athlete who is going to be graduating from high school at the end of the season. And then at the end of September, we'll be picking uh, the winners of the contest. And later, they'll get to join us at the Night of Champions, where we recognize all of the coaches and the administrators and the operations people and the volunteers and, of course, the players who are in this community doing great things. Uh, just our way of kind of recognizing the folks who give up their time. Yeah. Most of them, the vast majority of them, almost all of them do it for free. Um, and But they, they lay the groundwork for what we see here in these games like Labor Day because a whole lot of those faces in the crowd, they either played football at one point in time or another, and, and not all of them play pro. But um, you fall in love with the game at a young age, and we want to do our part to help give people those, those milestone memories and give them those opportunities to continue their love for the game and, and let the game be a vehicle for them to get to the next stage of their, their lives and their careers and their academics. It's a great opportunity for some of these young players. The other community event I wanted to talk about is the Pure Later Tackles Hunger Program. What exactly is that? I, I know there's a lot that goes into that, a lot of volunteer work, a lot of planning. What exactly is this? Well, this is one of the longest standing initiatives at, at the CFL level. Um, 20 years, Pure Later Tackle Hunger Program has been going on. And every team in the league participates in this one. For us on Labor Day, you can support by bringing canned goods to the gate when you come to enter the game. And we have a little friendly competition with the other teams in the league to see who can collect the most canned goods. And all of those are going to be donated to uh, Hamilton Food Share, who is the hub for a lot of uh, the community partners who are responsible for distributing to their different the people in the community who need it most, right? And so Purelator champions this. They do a lot all throughout the year to uh, help get food into food banks and then get it into the homes of the people who, who need it the most. And really, you know, we tackle hunger together. It's one of those things where no matter how much you throw at it, it's hard to get rid of it completely. It's, it's a very persistent challenge that's 
in more communities than you'd expect. And um, just with the work that we do every month in, in going and packing lunches for yeah. the high schools and all of those different things, you start to realize that, man, my neighbor could probably be relying on these types of programs and I have no idea. So it's really important to support causes like this. And man, we're so proud to have partners like Purelator at the CFL level who's really stepped up and over a long period of time been consistent with giving back to all the communities that these CFL teams, these CFL teams live in. Well, Courtney, you do so much for the community and so do the Thai Cats, and there's so much going on. I appreciate you coming on the show today and to talk about all these great programs we have going on in the community. And I know you're just as excited as I am getting ready for this Labor Day Classic. So, Courtney, Stephen, thanks again for joining me, man. Hey, on Labor Day, I'm going to be doing my best to stay on the sidelines, man, but I appreciate you bringing me on and chatting. Big thanks to Courtney Stephen for being on the show today. And before we go, I want to remind you that the 50-50 draw at the Labor Day Classic has a guaranteed jackpot of $50,000. 50 Gs. Get your tickets at 5050.com. That's TyCats5050.com. It's going to be a great game. Get your tickets for the 50-50. Make it an even better game and walk home with an extra 50 grand. That's all the time for me today. I want to thank you for listening to TyCats today.